Hi, and welcome into this Five Clubs conversation. My name is Emma Carpenter, and I am coming to you today from Olympic Hills Golf Club in Eden Prairie, Minnesota. Looking outside, there is still some snow on the ground here in Minnesota early March, but it's going to be mountain soon, and we're going to be able to tee it up out there and on all the other amazing courses right here in Minnesota. What I'm even more excited about is to introduce to you today my guest, Wake Forest, Rachel Keene. Rachel Keene is a junior and she just got home from the Darius Rucker Intercollegiate, which was the first ever all women's college event to be televised. And her team was able to come out with the win this week. So I'm really looking forward to talking with Rachel about this win, as well as the rest of her successful amateur career. She's an excellent player, an excellent person. And I know that you are going to enjoy the lesson today. And with that, I welcome in Rachel Keene. Rachel, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Me too. Me too. You just got home from Hilton Head at a very successful trip at that. It was the Darius Rucker Intercollegiate. It was the second time that you've been here that your team has won this event, but it was a little bit different this time as it was the first ever all women's college event to be televised on Golf Channel. How cool was it to be a part of that, Rachel? Oh my gosh, it was incredible. So we've been looking forward to this event the entire year because um, like you said, we had gone my freshman year and um, we won, we played great, had an amazing experience. And then it didn't happen last year with COVID. And um, so the event kind of got changed around. And so we were so excited to see that it was moved back to Long Cove and hosted by Darius Rucker again. And so um, we were really looking forward to it. And then to find out that the Golf Channel was going to televise it and it was going to be the first ever all-female college event on TV, it was just amazing. And so the atmosphere there this week was incredible. There there must have been a thousand people that came out to watch and, you know, everyone from back home following and my professors keeping up. And um, it really just was incredible. And um, I think it was just a big step for women's golf in general. Um, and just, just to see the amount of support and the enthusiasm for like women's college golf was just amazing. Totally, totally. Congratulations on that. I, I know I was, I was sitting at home with my roommates. We were watching you guys a little bit and it was, just, <laughs> it's so much fun. It's so cool. And it's exciting for everyone. And, and like you said, the support that we're getting from all sides, women's golf is just really special. It, it is a big step for women's golf. And that yeah. is so awesome that you were a part of it and that you were to win the first ever event. That's, that was all women televised. Yeah, it was so cool. We, um you know, we just got off to a really slow start. Our, our team joked that after the first nine holes, we were in dead last. So then um, to come back and um, have our freshmen play great and win the event was just amazing. She's as cool as a person of a person off the golf course as she's as she is as good a golfer off on the golf course. So it was like it was really cool to see her shine and then to have you know everyone on the team contribute and, and to pull out with the win was was really cool. Yeah, Carolina is, is so sweet. She's actually, a, she's a really close friend with my teammate, um, Marta Perez, back in Spain. They're really, really close friends and yeah. um, so many great things about her. She's ACC Player of the Month, actually, after that win at UCF, too, that my team was at. Um, yeah. Was so impressive. 62 on the final oh day. Oh, my gosh. It was amazing, wasn't it? 
so I mean, you played an excellent event there too. So a lot to be proud of that event and Darius Rucker, it was televised. Like we're talking about, Do, would you say that that added to the nerves at all? I would say it was a different feeling because, you know, normally when you're at a, at a women's college golf event, it's just really, you know, you, the people you're playing with the coaches, and then maybe a couple parents that come watch. Mm -hmm. uh, but it, it was a really different feeling because, you know, there were microphones everywhere and there were cameras everywhere and there were people out watching and the community was so supportive. Um, it almost felt like a professional event. It was really cool. Cause like, that. you know, you're, you're walking down the fairway and someone's walking you're with a mic right next to you. And you're like, Oh my God. Like, like you said, there's, there's probably a little more nerves. Um, but it was really cool. Cause it's something that like, we really wouldn't get to experience unless we go on and play professional golf. So to have that opportunity and to try to get a little more comfortable with it, um, the sooner you can do that, then like, you know, for the girls that are turning professional, it's going to make that transition just like a little bit easier. Oh, for sure. Definitely. Definitely for players like you and, and your whole team and really so many players that are, that were in that event. Um, I know, I know if I was playing and I knew that there was a camera right there and maybe that shot was going to be on golf channel. Whoo, I was <laughs> nervous. <laughs> Yeah, it was funny. I, I had played with a girl that said she had never been on a tournament that was on TV and she was nervous too. So yeah, yeah. But I mean, it makes the good shots even more fun, right? I'd hit a shot yeah. and then turn around and like see a camera or something. I'd be like, Oh, nice. They caught that. Yeah. <laughs> That's so awesome. So awesome. So and you guys because it's the Darius Rucker intercollegiate, you guys got to go to a Darius Rucker concert. I saw a video of your team right there in the front row, huh? Yeah, we uh, we kind of showed up and um my team, it, I'm the only American that was there. So they're all international. So none of them like listen to country music for the most part. <laughs> we kind of like knowing that the, this concert was coming up, we've all gotten them into country music, listen to Darius Rucker, all this stuff. And we kind of show up and lo and behold, we're sat in the first row. I'm like, oh my God, this is like the coolest experience of my life. And he was like incredible. And just like, everyone is so excited to be there. And he's just like so welcoming and so friendly. And the fact that he like, he comes down for this tournament and was hanging out with us like after the final round, like he's such a good host. And it's just so friendly because it'd be so easy for him to just kind of like put his name on the tournament and move on with it. But he like, he really does go the extra mile to make sure that like everything is like as he wants it and that everyone just feels so special. Wow, that's so awesome. Shout out Darius Rucker. How about yeah. that? That is so cool. I'm sure you guys had so much fun. It looked like you guys were having a blast. <laughs> Rock me, mama, like a wagon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So this, so Rachel, this was your ninth college team win since you've been at Wake Forest. I honestly can't even fathom how cool that is. And you're only a junior. You're only halfway through your junior year at Wake Forest. So you're the same year as me. Um, I want to hear a little bit about your recruiting process. You know, you're from North Carolina, just like my last guest, Cole Hammer, he was from Texas, he went to UT. Uh, you know, when did you know that you wanted to go to Wake Forest? When did you commit? Was, were they reaching out to you uh, really soon? I know both of your parents were athletes at Wake Forest. So I just want to hear a little bit more about that. Yeah, so kind of like you said, so my mom was a golfer here and a really good golfer at that. Um, she won ACC, she was the first team All-American could go on and on about her accolades. Um, my dad played baseball here um, briefly before kind of deciding it wasn't for him and, and moved on. Um, but I grew up a Wake Forest fan and, you know, kind of always, you know, always like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go to Wake Forest when I was like little. And then once I started getting more serious about golf, I started kind of, you know, getting to know the schools and getting to know um, the coaches. Mm -hmm. And I kind of told my parents, I said, 
you know, like no offense to you guys, I said, but I, I don't want to go to Wake Forest. You know, it was your school and, you know, I respect that, but like, I want to go somewhere where like, I'm going to be my own person and have my own experience, um, which they were like, totally, they were like, okay. Um, and the, it was funny, the weight coaches have come to watch me a lot. Um, and we're, we're good friends with my mom, obviously, because of the connection. And I guess they, they, they told my mom, they're like, listen, like, you know, we understand she said this, but like, at least have her come for a visit. And so that was, I visited was Halloween of my sophomore year of high school and I visited with my dad and like got on campus and like absolutely fell in love with everything I you know I loved the coaches I loved the atmosphere on the program I loved um the campus I loved our facilities unbelievable it's 200 yards from my freshman year dorm um and I I just it was ticking so many boxes that I could just really see myself there um and it's funny you know I don't think she she even knows this, but there was a girl on the team that was Arnold Palmer's granddaughter. Um, and I kind of went and I met her and like, I had no idea about any of this. And like kind of, you know, the day or two after I left, I found out this girl was Arnold Palmer's granddaughter. And I was like, well, if she can go and like, he is such a big name, if she can go and like, you know, be her own person there, then I can go and be my own person too. Mm-hmm. Um, and anyway, so I, I committed here and um, it's worked out. You know, the coaches have actually changed since I committed both of them, but I've gotten so lucky with, with the coaches that are here. They're incredible. Um, they're so supportive and they're just, they're so knowledgeable about how we get to helping us to get better. Um, and just, I feel so lucky. Yeah, I know I made the right decision. Oh, that's, that's so special. Wow. Congratulations. And how special that you can, that you came to that decision completely on your own. I mean, you are a legacy or following in your mother's footsteps and I'm sure that they always did kind of want you to, to go to Wake Forest, but the fact that you came to that decision on your own really says a lot. And that's really special. And of course, you're, you're still your own person. You're still making your own history there at Wake Forest. So congratulations. That's really exciting. And you, you started off your freshman year with a bang. And I was actually there for that. It was really cool. So right when you started off your freshman year, um, your college debut was at the Annika Intercollegiate and right here in Minnesota. and I was there. I remember it. And so for the listeners who do not know, Rachel played in the Annika Intercollegiate, which is the best event in college golf, women's college golf. We got all the best teams there. And Rachel came out as a freshman and won the whole thing. That is really, really cool. How did that feel starting out your college debut, winning your first event, biggest event? Yeah, it was, it was special. Like you said, um, the field there was, was really strong. Y'all do such a great team of attract, such a great job of attracting the best teams. Um, but yeah, I, I had actually gotten left at home the week before. Um, so I had asked, I sat coach down and, and had a meeting and was like, Hey, like, what do I need to do to make sure that like I'm in that bus every week? Um, and we kind of talked about it, played an at home qualifier while they were on the road and was lucky enough to play well and make the team for Annika. And I went out and I, um, I went out with the mentality of like, okay, I'm going to play so that coach doesn't leave me at home again. Um, and, you know, loved the golf course and it set up for me. And it was just one of those weeks that kind of everything fell in place. Um, so I, I feel really lucky to have started um, my college career like that. And I know hundred percent sure that I wouldn't be sitting where I am doing the things that I am right now. If, if that tournament had gone a different way, um, which is, it's just really cool. Yeah, a huge, huge turning point in your career, immediately establishing yourself as 
one of, if not the best college players as the very beginning of the fall as a freshman. I know I didn't win my first college event. I don't know that many people who do, (laughs) but that is really, really cool. Really special. Congratulations on that. I mean, so much to be proud of. I know for sure someone who must have been really proud of you was your mom, Brenda Corey Keene. And your mom is a legend. I know she played in 40 USGA events. My parents did not play in any USGA events, but <laughs> my mom, no, she's still a stud. She's still pretty good, but um, not quite to that level. Your mom also played in nine US Opens. Famously, coolest story ever. Your mom played in the 2001 US Open at Pine Needles while she was pregnant with you. And finished the event and you were born a week later. <laughs> I mean, people must bring that up all the time to you. How, how neat is that? Talk about being born to play golf, huh? Yeah, it's, um, mom, mom is such an incredible golfer and she's really the one. So I have two brothers. I have an older brother and a younger brother, but she's really the one that got us into golf. Um, and you know, you kind of grow up and, you know, we've always played at the same golf course and she's like a local legend at the golf course. Like she gets on the first tee and like everyone that's still on the putting green, like stops and watches her hit the ball. Like, um, it's just really cool. So, so like you said, we, we kind of grew up on the golf course, um, but yeah, mom is, um, <laughs> she's been such a big influence on my life. And, and you, you mentioned that 2001 pine needle story. It comes up a lot. Um, it's one of those where like every time kind of, I have like an interview or like I'm at anywhere in Pinehurst, like that's the first question I get asked. Um, yes. and it's something that, that up until about two years ago, it almost was like a little, didn't quite rub me the right way because it felt like I was getting compared to her a lot. It was like, mom's done. Yeah. She's like, mom's, you know, played nine US opens, two Curtis cups, 40 SGA events, all this stuff. And it's, it's like, what have you done? And I'm like, well, not that. Um, but anyway, so, but she and I, our relationship has grown because of that. And, um, we actually, I was at the, the North and South in 2020 and we had this big conversation. Cause like she had never really noticed that like every conversation I have, it, it comes up. Um, and we've now like learned to like love it and learn to make it an inside joke. And, um, our relationship is, is something that's so special to me. I feel like she's my best friend and I can, I can genuinely come to her with anything. Um, and she's definitely the reason that I am like the person and the golfer I am today. Oh gosh. That's wonderful. That's really sweet. Um, that your mother and you are so close and that she's had such an impact on you and in your golf game. And I'm sure geez, I'm sure that is tough. You know, you don't want to be compared to, to anyone. You're definitely your own person. You've got your own goals. You know, you've got your own things that you're trying to achieve. And I'm sure that I know that your mom is so proud of everything you do. And really th- that is, it's a pretty neat story, but I mean, the thing is too, is you can't remember it, huh? You can't <laughs> call back and say, yeah, they, they ask Rachel about it, but <laughs> Rachel's like, I, I mean, I, I was there, but I can't say I remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, technically I already played in the US Open, but it's not a big deal. Right, right. Yeah, that's, geez, that's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I watched a really, really cool video um, about that, about uh, when your mom played when she was pregnant with you in the US Open. And it was just the sweetest thing ever. Uh, she got she got a little choked up talking about you and, and how proud she is of you and your golf game. And she talked about how she's learning from you, even just watching you and, and your demeanor and your, on, the, on the golf course and the way that you treat people. 
So that's <laughs> so much to be proud of there. <laughs> And that was that. So then that was at the at the U.S. Amateur that that video was made, and that was uh, just this past summer. And you won the stroke play at the U.S. Amateur. That must have been a pretty good week, huh? Oh my God, yeah. Westchester was unbelievable. The course was in perfect condition. Um, greens were fast and pure, and the fairways were lush. Yeah, um, it was playing yeah. pretty hard, though. It was. It was playing tough. The the course was long, and the greens were firm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was lucky enough to have my older brother caddy for me. Um, that week and it was just you know very rarely does like your entire golf game all come together Mm -hmm. um and it was it was one of those weeks that I felt lucky that like um or at least two days that that my golf game kind of came together and then I uh played Marissa in the first round and and she played great Mm -hmm. um but but yeah it, it was a really cool week and the people at Westchester were so incredibly welcoming and um just so friendly and they just they made the event what it is and any USGA event you get to play is is always an unbelievable experience but um Westchester will always hold a really special place in my heart oh wow that's so special yeah you know when when the the course is really firm and long it definitely Mm -hmm. makes it tough because if you're not if you're not hitting bombs off the tee and you don't (laughs) wedge in I don't know how you're gonna hold a green yeah it, it was tough um it was a lot of like six irons into like rock hard green. So oh it was, boy. yeah, a lot of course management. What was the flight when you had six iron into a green, like a, like a buttery cut that landed pretty soft on the green? It was more of like a hit and hope type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> a hit and hope your way to a five under 67, huh? <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay. I, maybe I can remember that my next event hit and hope. Maybe I'll shoot five <laughs> under par. Okay. Um, so after that freshman year where you had, unfortunately, our freshman year was cut short because of COVID and, and you were playing great. You had that win at the Annika and continued to travel as well. After that year was cut short, you still went on to have a really great summer of amateur golf. You went on and you won the North South at Pinehurst number two in 2020, that summer 2020, and also the ladies national LNGA in 2020 as well. I mean, how did that feel? COVID cutting college short, but then still going out and, you know, prevailing over maybe even not, not even being able to practice for a while there while we were in quarantine. I mean, how did that feel going out and and being able to win twice over the summer? Yeah. So it was, you know, that moment I could, I could still tell you, you know, exactly what I was wearing, what I was doing when we had kind of that moment where like everything got shut down. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my first thought was our senior, like, um, who, who, got her, her last year cut short and um, we were all in tears for her and um, you know the international students that were here trying to get it back home it, it was a mess it was a, nightmare. Um, it was a nightmare yeah and then kind of in the next two or three days we we'd flown back from Arizona we went home and you know I was sitting in my house and I was lucky enough that my golf course stayed open throughout the entire pandemic um, there was never a moment that I couldn't practice which I'm so thankful for um, but yeah you know there was this feeling of like I don't know when my next competitive round is going to be. And, you know, for, for someone that's grown up playing competitive golf, I never had that moment. I never had, I, I always knew when my next tournament or I always had, you know, something to prepare for. Right. Um, and so it was really hard to be at home practicing and trying to get better without anything to get better for. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, I, I was obviously staying really close in, in close touch with my teammates and my coaches. Um, and I had, you know, family members at home that tried to keep me competitive. Um, but, you know, it, it was, you know, having kind of the discipline to like say, okay, well, right now I don't know what I'm practicing for, but 
eventually the world's going to start back up again. Right. And so there is going to be a tournament at some point. So I'll, I'll just try to like really get my game together, my, my swing in order, um, work on my short game and, and try to get ready for, you know, whenever that next tournament is. Um, and then I think the first tournament I played, I went back and played was the Carolinas AM. And it was like nerves when I got on the first tee. I'm not normally the type that gets really nervous on the first tee, but I was like terrified because I hadn't played a tournament in so long. So long, right. In, um, and so then, you know, went out and, and like you said, I was lucky enough to, to go win the North and South in the LNGA. Um, but it wasn't really, it, I think everyone was just thankful to be there to be playing again. Um, so there was like a feeling of like gratitude that like these events were happening, even though there was a global pandemic going on. Um, and I think I kind of approached them with that mentality of like, I'm just thankful that I get to be here. Yeah, that's a, that's a great mentality to go into, to go into every event really playing that's why you know kind of for similar reasons they say like you know beware of the sick golfer or the golfer who um maybe sometimes girls go out and they have an injury or something something's going on that's off the golf course and it just kind of helps distract you a little bit helps you kind of thinking i am just kind of glad to be playing right now let's just play my game let's just go for it and it works out a lot better versus if I know some of my worst rounds ever. Just a couple of weeks ago, I played around the qualifying. <laughs> what an amateur thing to say. I said to my coach, I was like, coach, that was the best warm-up I've ever had in my entire mm. life. And she was rookie like, mistake. <laughs> it was a rookie mistake. And it was one of my worst rounds of the year. Luckily, I turned it around and played better the next day. But like, oh man. <laughs> um, definitely that's how it goes. So the North and South Am is a really special event. I was lucky enough. I played in it um, last summer and it is just, it's a blast being able to play out at Pinehurst number two, um, winning, winning match play event on Pinehurst number two that you did in 2020. That's super cool. Rachel, I don't know if you, I'm sure you remember this, but I don't know if you remember that I was there or not, but last, so just this past summer, 2021 at the North South, uh, Grow the Grind did that, uh, that one club challenge scramble on the the cradle the par three course yeah um, that was pretty fun what'd you think of that oh my gosh it was so fun so I teamed up with Ivy Shepherd right. right now yeah and um you know it was really fun I'd actually never played the cradle before so yeah, I was like I super either. excited um and then I was like oh my god I have to play barefooted and with only one club like, <laughs> how am I going to do this so Ivy and I like strategically picked our clubs and I also learned that I am the worst wedge putter on the planet. Oh, oh my gosh. Don't even get me started. Which, which clubs did you guys pick? I think she had picked a 58 and I picked a 48. So I was like, I'll take the longer holes. You can take the shorter holes. Um, and it ended with me laying down on the ground to try to putt and using my wedge, like a pool cue, <laughs> we'll whatever. I, I was a horrendous wedge putter. It was terrible. So, um, but no, it was just so cool to see everyone out there and just having a good time. And, um, it's just, you know, anytime you get to just kind of hang out with friends is, is great. And I feel those summer tournaments are so cool because you get to see all your friends. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. That's so true. I know um, in, in college and, and in those summer tournaments uh, growing up, I, I mentioned this on my last episode, but I actually, I played on the, the boys team in high school. So I, the only time that I would see, and I didn't really have a whole lot of other, I had a few, um, you know, great girls near me, but I didn't really have a whole lot of other girls close to me. So when I could go to tournaments and I could, I made a lot of friends in, in junior golf and then now in college golf, it's so, it's so fun to see everybody. 
that, I mean, on the cradle, so Grace and I, so I teamed up with my teammate, Grace, because we were both playing in the North South and we had to sprint over from the practice round. We had like a late practice round tea time. And I, I think I might've been more nervous for that than I was for the actual North South tournament. Like, oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> we were, we were trying to putt with a wedge and we thought we were so good. We had gap wedges or something and we're teeing them up high. We had like the 50 yard holes and just like flicking our hands under like and we, would, we thought we were hitting good shots which I mean they were pretty good but I never forget we had like a six footer for birdie and Grace hits hers with the wedge she hits it like eight feet by and she looks at me and she goes Emma I'm not kidding like lag it up there lag it up there. yeah that's about right the wedge the, the actual wedge shots were easier than putting yeah no putting with the wedge we couldn't do it we couldn't figure it out terrible <laughs> switching gears here back to college you know we're talking about summer a little bit but but back to college you've had such an unbelievable career as a college player individually you've won an event each year so far freshman year that was only half a year and sophomore and now junior year um and when your sophomore year you won at Kiwa Island at Turtle Point uh in February and just here your junior year back in October you won at the Ruth Chris Tar Heel invite in the final round, I, I was checking on golf stat. In the final round, you made two eagles in the final round. That is, I mean, clutch to say the least. Knowing, I, I know that, that you try to put yourself going, put yourself in contention going into the final round of each tournament. But, you know, what, what is your mindset coming down and, and even the final nine too, thinking, okay, I've probably got a chance to win here. What are you trying to focus on? Yeah, I think, um, you know, every, everyone's different. But I think for me, I play better when I'm chasing rather than trying to like hold on exactly hold on that's a really good way of putting it so um I think in my mind it was less of a okay well if I'm leading I want to you know just maintain that lead or whatever and more of a okay I'm you know x x amount under par like let's try to make another birdie or you know Mm -hmm. let's make two more coming in or something like that something that gives myself a goal to shoot for coming in because if I start thinking about well, what if this person made birdie or what if, you know, I make a bogey, then I will get really tense and I won't be able to swing freely. And um, I just don't play my best golf like that. But yeah, it was, it was really cool. Um, I, like you said, of two Eagles and nine holes, it was, it was knocked in like a 40 footer on the third hole and chipped in on the sixth. So I was like, okay, here we go. <laughs> so yeah, it was cool. It was a great event. Um, Chapel Hill does such a great job hosting us and we eat so well there because Roos Chris comes. Um, but yeah, it's, it's something I, I love that golf course and I love going back there and um, yeah, it, it was a cool event this year. Well, that's so, that's so great. Congratulations on that. You know, speaking of, of nerves in the final round, I can't even imagine the kind of nerves, but also honor and excitement that comes with representing your country at the Curtis cup that you got to do this summer. I have to hear all about this. I know that you secured the winning point for team USA after you guys came from behind and you guys were in Wales. How special was that event? It was incredible. So I I had gotten the call that I had made the team about two weeks before. So it was like a really quick turnaround. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was right after the USAM. So you know, got our gear, packed up, went over. Um, I wasn't sure if my parents were going to be able to come just with, with all the COVID restrictions over in the UK and mm. lo and behold, they made it work and they were there. So to have them there was incredible. Um, but yeah, our team, it was funny. We, we got there kind of in two shifts because half the team was at Q school. So we had, I think it was 
me and Amelia and Rachel Heck and Rose and Mega Gane went kind of in the first half and then everyone else joined. So we were worried about, you know, how the team was going to gel if, you know, that we weren't all going together. Um, but the team was incredible to have, you know, everyone get to play against them, you know, week in and week out in college golf, but then to get to be like a part of their team and to see them compete and to develop this appreciation for them is, was incredible. And, and like you said, representing my country was amazing. It's something that every like elite athlete dreams of. Um, and I'm not really an emotional person, but like stood in the opening ceremonies, they like raised the American flags and like played the national anthem and like tears are streaming down my cheeks and like, yeah. um, I got no, it was incredible. Hearing yeah, that. no, even now when I hear the national anthem, I, I, I think of that moment and I get chills. Oh, uh, but yeah, we, we were way down after the first, first day. We uh, did not play our best golf as a team. I think we were happened, two happened. points down or something like that. Something like that. And um, <laughs> yeah, then we, we were able to battle back the second day and get it tied going into singles. Um, and, you know, we, we went out and we were like, okay, like we're fighting for like our country. We're not fighting for ourselves. It's, it's so different than anything we've played for. And um, even at the turn, every single match was close. And we just kind of, you know, we were able to pull it out the, in the back nine of, of those matches and um, securing that point, that final point was, was so cool because I, I had no idea. I, I sat there, I, you know, I picked up my marker, I hugged Louise, I hugged the GB&I captain, I thanked my caddy, and then I turned around, and, like, my teammates were there, like, like, we won, like, you clinched, and I was like, oh my god, we won. Um, it was just this feeling, there's actually, there's a picture of, like, that moment where they're like, we won, and I'm like, it's, it's the coolest thing. Wow, oh my gosh, congratulations. Hitting mm-hmm. a shot, knowing it, I mean, knowing that it's for your country, that is, so special congratulations that's amazing um you said that your parents were there that is wonderful I know for me I think my parents ask me every single week my parents they don't normally miss a college event they fly I was the youngest so they're empty nesters now so they fly they take trips that's what they do for fun and they take much golf (laughs) oh yeah and they love it they're the best but and they ask they say Emma does it make us nervous that you're there you know we want you to be comfortable. And I, I say every time, are you kidding me? Like I, it means the world to me to have my parents there. Absolutely. Like, there's no better feeling than like walking down the fairway and like you turn over and like your mom or your dad's there. And you're like, oh yeah, there they are. And you kind of just go. <laughs> yes, yes. Me, sometimes I go into like a mini panic if they're gone. I'm like, oh no, where'd they go? <laughs> yeah. Sure. So something else that I really wanted to, that I wanted to touch on with you was coming up this summer, you've got a really really exciting event after you know you've got the you've got the rest of the year to look forward to in college hopefully a national championship but this summer the Augusta National Women's Amateur how excited are you for that I know you played back in in uh 2000 last year you played in uh, 2021 and you know what are you what are you looking forward to most this year when playing at the Augusta National Women's Am? Yeah, I I was so excited to get that invite. Um, It was just such a special event last year. I think what I'm looking forward to is obviously playing two incredible golf courses. Um, Champions Retreat was so tough last year. I'm excited to have another go at it. Um, But it was that feeling, you know, as as you're walking around Augusta National and you kind of, you look around and all you can see are like girls and women and like females everywhere. And like, that is so cool because, yeah. you know, you're used to watching on TV and you actually see the guys play the masters, 
Mm-hmm. Um, but to look around and just see, you know, other college golfers and, you know, it, it was just such a special feeling. Um, it was at an end opportunity to just compete against the best golfers in the world. Like it's something that like is so special and something that I'm always looking forward to. And so I, I, I really do feel blessed to have that opportunity again. And I'm excited to tee it up with two of my teammates and Amelia, who's not on the team this year, but is going to come back to the team next year. So really three other teammates. Um, it'll be so fun. So it'll be great. That's so exciting. And in 2019, in the in, inaugural year, Jennifer Cupshow, former Deacon, won the event. I know that you're going to be going to be looking to to go for two for three for Deacons winning the event, huh? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think. And Amelia came really close last year. She she lost in the playoff, but we were so proud of her and so proud of Jen. And um, it was it's been really cool watching um, the two of them perform such a at such a high level on a national stage. So hopefully, someone can get it done again this year. Definitely. Definitely. And, you know, I know when, when I first started playing golf, I had so many people telling me that women's golf, um, if there weren't many people playing women's golf, that, that it wasn't that competitive, which I mean, is ridiculous, right? Absolutely ridiculous. But um, I'm especially going to these big events on these big stages. I mean, you're at Augusta and you're seeing, like you said, it's flooded with women who are studs, like like and all these people any of these people who are saying that women's golf is um not competitive or not many they don't have no idea what they're talking about completely it was yeah it was really cool to see you know women's golf put on such a such an elite stage um it was you know highlighted and the fact that it was televised like there's just so much going um for women's golf and you know obviously with the Darius Rucker now on tv like I just feel like it's becoming just a much more well-known thing and much more respected thing which I think is so cool to be living through that and be part of that. Yeah, no, definitely. And speaking of of people not knowing much about women's golf, I came across I came across a TikTok TikTok of yours that I loved. I thought was awesome. <laughs> of someone someone commented on one of your videos about women playing par fives that are three hundred yards or something, and you put them in his place. I think people the misconceptions are really hilarious. Your TikTok, by the way. I love it. I think my favorite, I think my favorite one is the one of you. And I think your older brother, you're throwing like marshmallows or, or something in each other's mouths, like trying to catch them. Yeah. Um, it was one of those things where I said I was never going to go on TikTok. Um, and then kind of 2020 hit. Huh? Rachel, you're TikTok famous. Are you kidding me? I got to take no. It was, it was 2020 and there wasn't much to do. So, so I was like, okay, I'll go on TikTok. And then my brothers were like, let's make some. And I was like, okay. And you know, it's ended how it's ended, but, uh, I definitely have an, a TikTok addiction now. So that's not great, but that's okay. Yeah. Don't we all, don't we all, honestly, it's so easy to just keep scrolling, but you've got, <laughs> you've got a ton of videos on there all about golf and playing for Wake Forest. It's super cool. Like I said, you're TikTok famous. So <laughs> definitely know the ropes. <laughs> all right. So Rachel, um, we're, I'm going to wrap this up here. I've got uh, five clubs, five questions for you. So, okay. So we're going to kind of rapid fire these off five questions. First, what's the worst class you've ever taken? Um, organic chemistry. Organic. Was that ooh, organic chemistry? Was that in high school, college? College, my freshman year of college, I actually came in, I'm a business major now, but I came in, started as a chem major. So I took organic chem 
and hated it. Made me want to switch majors. Yeah, and we're gonna switch major. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna bank on that professor not hearing this, but uh, that's okay. <laughs> it wasn't him it was the class <laughs> yeah right 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 we've all got those classes what's your favorite on-course snack oh I like peanut butter crackers <gasps> me too you're those so good favorites like the, the like easy to eat they're not a mess yeah they're great I do the I like the pretzels like the Ooh, very good pretzels that have the yeah. little my favorite yeah sure. <laughs> okay right now or in general if you could break one club in your bag, you know, we never do it. It's not, not sportsmanship, not sportsmanlike, but if you could break one club in the bag, what would it be? I think this week I was closest to breaking my putter. So I, I normally love my putter, but my putter and I just, we weren't quite getting along this week like we normally do. So that happens. That was definitely me. That was definitely me this week too in Arizona. <laughs> yeah. But it happens, you know, and then we come back and we grind it out and we figure it out. And yeah, for sure. All, good. all right. Number four, if you were to go on a trip and not bring the clubs, where would you go? Um, I think I would go maybe skiing in somewhere in Europe, like Switzerland or somewhere in there. I I've grown up skiing with my family and it's, it's one of the things that I love to do that isn't golf. Um, and I actually am not allowed to do it team rules because we don't want to get hurt, but I'm looking forward to the day that I graduate and can go ski again. That's awesome. That's so awesome. Skiing is great. That's the exact same thing for me. I've got family in Colorado and the mountains, the mountains over there are amazing. And, and we used to do it every winter, but I'm not allowed to do it anymore. So yeah. <laughs> But it's so much fun. Uh, all right. Fifth and final question. What is a song that never gets old? When it comes on, you are singing it as loud as you can. Never gets old. Um, it's a hard one. There's so many songs, so many genres that I like. Mm-hmm. I think my roommates and I have gotten really into like Ed Sheeran's Bad Habits. Ooh. It's a banger. So <laughs> banger for that's sure. Up there, I think. Nice, nice. That's <laughs> awesome. Ed Sheeran's the best. I remember thinking out loud that one was oh. like, talk about never right. getting old. <laughs> Feels. <laughs> I <can> cry. <laughs> all right, Rachel. Well, that's all we have for today. Thank you so much for joining me today. I've had such a blast talking to you. And we've competed against each other a few times. I look forward to to hopefully teen it up with you maybe we'll get paired together at some point but I really appreciate you coming on today yeah I would love that well well thank you for having me this has been so much fun um and yeah hopefully I'll see you soon yeah hope I sure hope so (laughs) so have a good rest of your day you too bye bye thank you so much to Demon Deacon's Rachel Keen for joining me today We wish her the best of luck the rest of the way. And I know that she is going to continue to play at the high level that she has shown us so far in her amateur career. Be sure to go check out the other episodes on Five Clubs with Gary Williams, Jay Billis, and Gil Hance. Gary just released his episode this week with Jessica and Nellie Corda. So be sure to go give that one a listen. And I will see you next time on Five Clubs.